you know, it's just kind of out there, right? There's a certain type of fly that that uh, attaches himself to sheep, right? And this particular fly, the the place that it attaches itself is in the nostrils of the sheep. What? And so when it gets what? into the when it gets into the nostril of the sheep, it goes so high that it's almost in the, the skull, right? Close to the brain. And so what happens is these sheep, it's itching them. It's irritating them. But it's in a place they can't get to, right? So what they do is they go to the gate and they stick their head in there trying to wiggle their head, trying to get this irritation out of them, mm. right? So it's just like the enemy does us, right? Just irritate the crap out of you, right? And so you're just trying to get frustrated and figure out how to get out of this, right? So these sheep go into this thing. Most of the time, the sheep get themselves locked in. They get their heads stuck in this gate. They can't get themselves out. So they're wiggling and trying to get out. They kill themselves. They wring their own neck because of the irritation of the fly that only attaches itself to sheep, right? But what happened is the the sheep, the shepherd, he calls for the sheep, he gathers the sheep, right? And the shepherd pours olive oil, specifically, olive oil, pours it on their head, rubs it all in their whole face. The olive oil creates a barrier to that specific fly that bug can't even attack them at all because it, it creates like a shield. So if these sheep are covered by <laughs> their shepherd, they're not even going to get touched, right? The devil ain't going to be able to kill you if the way covered. that you are, uh, the way that it is intended, right? If you're covered in the oil, there's so much power in olive oil, not just, not just for us, mm -mm. right? Because naturally, out there in the field, these sheep are just wilding in the field. They don't know how to help themselves. They say sheep is one of the dumbest animals, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know how to help themselves. They need help. Mm -hmm. So the shepherd has to go and gather his flock. He has to be able to put something on them in order to cover them, to keep them, to protect them. Otherwise, when they go out, they're going to be out on their own trying to figure this thing out. They're like, how do I get rid of this? This thing is irritating me. I don't know what it is because now it's all up in my mind. It's all up in my nostrils. The Ooh. only thing that I feel is this fly. The only Listen, flies is Beelzebub. We know that that's a demon. Yeah. So we know that it's demonic things happening. So anyway, I was reading this story and I'm like, God, I get so much... I, I got so many spiritual revelations out of this. That, that's, you got to send that to me. <laughs> I said, I got so many spiritual revelations because I, not only is there purpose behind why we use olive oil, not right. just, everybody talks about the press mm -hmm. of, of what comes out of an olive and going yeah, through and the process because, and things like that. Because that's elementary teaching. Yes, but when that's you get deep down into it, the teaching. olive oil is to keep you from killing yourself or to keep you from being so irritated by the devil that you're trying to figure it out on your own. Exactly. It reminds you that I have a shepherd who's always covering me. I have a shepherd who creates a barrier between me and the enemy that's trying to kill me. I have a shepherd who loves me and who, who wants me protected. I have a shepherd who cares for me, who calls me his own. And guess what? 
I don't know what's irritating me on it. Because the sheep don't know that it's a specific fly, mm -hmm. right? But they know when the shepherd calls them. Because even the Bible says, my sheep know me. They know my voice. They know. Yeah. And so when that shepherd goes out, naturally, when that shepherd goes out, he calls for his sheep. Mm -hmm. You may have one or two stragglers, right? But that's just no different that's than all we are. Yeah. That's how right? we are. That's how we are. Even in the kingdom. We like that. Yeah. We got a few stragglers, right? right? I was one of them. And that's why I say that the importance of being connected even in moments where we want to be disconnected. That's right. Is that the importance of that, the mm -hmm. importance of having that covering, mm -hmm. the importance of knowing that, I, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, like we said, being raised in a different day where our leaders were like our parents. Yeah. So they, yeah. they would correct us and they would chastise us and they would really mm -hmm. get on us. Yeah. And they would, you know, because they wanted the best for us. Yeah. And because of that, it made us come up to where we are. And I, I honestly believe, I'm one of those people, I believe that um, for me, if I didn't have a Pastor Mosley, if I didn't have a Sister Mosley, if I didn't have those type of people, if I didn't have a Superintendent Sanders and all of those old saints, Mother Parson and people like that, that really poured into us, yeah. I would be wayward. I miss the days of old church mothers, mm -hmm. the praying church mothers mm -hmm. that could see you coming in and they'd be like, baby, you ain't saved today. <laughs> For real. They ain't saved. And you couldn't lie. You couldn't because you they couldn't see, lie. they, they would tell us, I smell sin. Well, how do you, what, <laughs> what do you we smell like? Smell? I used to be like, how do you smell? But they knew that there was a certain demeanor, there was a right. certain disposition right. that the enemy had you in. And you had something in you. There was something in your life mm -hmm. that displayed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mannerisms of the enemy. Yeah, they could tell in the way we dress. Yeah, uh, my pastor the used way to say, you walk. "Yeah, my pastor mm -hmm. used to say all the time, I could tell when a person's gonna backslide." Mm -hmm. He said, "Cause here's the row," and he would say, "So this week you start on <laughs> this week you're on the first row. You're at the front of the church." And two weeks from now, you're on the fourth row. Mm -hmm. So now, four weeks from now, you're at the back. He said, you've already backslidden in your mind. Yep. You're just now going through the motions and the rotation mm -hmm. of trying to find reasons Basically, why yeah. you don't want to be here. Yep. So now, any little thing that come along, the fly, mm -hmm. get in your nostrils. Mm -hmm. And while I'm trying to pull that thing out of you, while I'm trying to anoint you to keep you in, you're, you've already found reasons why you don't want to be here. Already. So it doesn't matter what I do. Yep. It don't matter what I say. You're, you're going to be irritated. You're going to be irritated. You're, you're gonna not going to like nothing. You're, you're not going to challenge everything. Everything. Yeah. Because you've already made up in your mind. And it's not until the agitator, the mm -hmm. devil, mm -hmm. comes in and gets right. starts grinding you and getting on you and pressing you that you realize, I can't do it on my mm -hmm. own. But it's after you're so low, you don't even know yeah. how to get up. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know nothing. No. You don't. And that, and that and it is typically in that hour that most of us get saved. Yeah. I know it was for me. That's that's when I got saved, when I had exhausted all other options, yeah. literally. And I was at that point and I just said, Well, I learned about you in Sunday school and Sunshine Band and as a kid grew up in the church. I wasn't never saved. I wasn't even interested. 
But when I exhausted every single opportunity for something, something to fulfill me, <laughs> I exhausted all of that. Okay, I've done everything. But the only thing I didn't do was try you. Totally. So I'm going to see if I'm trying. I did see what happens. I dipped into you. I came here and there. You know, that's why I tell people, I, I did all my dirt in church. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Every ounce of all of my dirt. Mm-hmm. I was in church when I did it. Yep. I was. I was in church with church people. With, with church. Pe- with, with the people that <laughs> said they love God. <laughs> there was people I drank with, hung out with, loved with. with. <laughs> we did everything. We did everything together. Exactly. And it took me. Now people look and say, oh, you're different. Because it's the difference that displays. Yes. Like now people can see the difference because mm-hmm. of your life being your different. Life. Your and then there's life. a light. Yeah, that yeah. comes on. There's that, some, there is a light. Yeah, because people price. look at you now and they say there's something different mm-hmm, about you. Mm-hmm, you know, you, mm-hmm. you don't respond the same. You yeah, don't, you don't act the same. You don't yeah. do the same thing. It's because um, I remember uh, Pastor preaching um, what two years ago when I first started coming to the church. He was preaching change your response, mm-hmm. and I was so mad because I was like, I'm a hothead. I like to go off. I like to tell people how I feel in the mm-hmm. moment and not mm-hmm. really think about the effects of what it does to a person. That's right. Now I'm more thoughtful because mm-hmm. how can you be in Christ and not care how people feel? And not care. Yeah. How can you just be this type of person that just say whatever mm-hmm. and you don't you don't think about the consequences to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. You don't know what that does to a person. Yeah. So I'm learning every day. Change my response. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to stop, think about what you're saying, make sure that how you react and make sure that what you say is yeah, so that people aren't, you know, you're not hurting people. Oh, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. that is a soul mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if more leaders handled situations like that, if we were more cognizant and more mindful of the fact that this is a soul at right. the end of the day, right. we would respond different to mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. The younger our leadership, the more reckless churches become. Because now we say anything, we do anything, and we don't consider the person, mm-hmm. the, the soul behind this the person that's behind. sitting here. Yeah. All yeah. we see is, all I see is you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm mad with you. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you feel about what I'm going to say. Right. I don't care how you feel about my actions. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about what's going to happen mm-hmm. to the person, to the soul behind this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the blood that's going to be on my hands that's because right. of what I've said or mm-hmm. what I've done. Yep. And honestly, it's in everything we do. It's in our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm care- it, it's in who we talk to. It's in what we talk about. Because yep. sometimes we don't even realize our, in our conversation we sow seeds of discord. Mm-hmm. We sow seeds of confusion and doubt and all of that. And we pour this on people. And so now people who are weaker than us are trying to handle something that we've given them and they're not even able to handle it. So now they backslide and leave God because they weren't able to handle what you dumped on them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I've been guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we all have. I I know for me, I just didn't care. I was one of those. I mean, I'll just say whatever I wanted to say. And as long as I got it out of my chest, Mm -hmm. you know, I was good. I yeah. could have cared less about how yeah. you felt and anything I else. mean, and that's even so with gossip is, and everything. That's everything, literally. Yeah. And so it is a, um, when you when you come into Christ and you realize 
the shepherd, right? You realize that That he is the shepherd. He is actually covering us and keeping us. And he is the reason why I'm still alive today. Why I'm still alive. Right? Because he shepherded me and he kept me and he protected me and he covered me under the, the, the blood of Jesus uh, cover me under the anointing oil that protected mm-hmm. me and sealed me from some things that I may never have experienced, right. right? Or some things that I did experience, but it didn't impact me in ways that it could have. But, you know, at the end of the day, those are, those are, you, you learn, you learn about the shepherd as you grow. Mm-hmm. Because you have to, it's a learn, uh, this walk I've learned, this this walk with Christ, this lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, is literally a learned behavior. You have to unlearn your whole life, right. right, prior to God. And then you have to learn that I'm a new creature. So with that, no, I, I now have to be considerate of the things I say and right. how I say them. You know, if you're a direct person, you may still be direct, but you're going to be a lot more um, considerate of how... right. Your your word choices right. are going to be different. You're not just going to point the finger and be like, you this and you that. You're going to come in a different way. Right. Um, because the Bible is very clear with love and kindness have, have people been drawn. Mm-hmm. Even us. We were drawn to God because of his love for us. His right. kindness for us. His grace for us. His new mercies every day. Right. If we didn't have that, what kind, why would we come serve him? But, if it wasn't nothing. Right. You know, if he wasn't doing nothing. But that's because we know him in the fellowship mm-hmm. of his of his suffering. Mm-hmm. So we don't just know him in good times. And that's the thing. Yep. People think that when they come to Christ, it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. No. Because some of us was actually taught that. Some though. of us were taught. I, I, that's what was when said. When you come to God, yes. everything, no. Everything is perfect. Your life is going to turn upside down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. And you know what? It's beyond who hates me. It's beyond right. who don't like me. I'm so tired of people preaching about haters and about people preaching about who don't like them. It's so far beyond yeah. that. Move past that. We know. Let's move past <laughs> let's move past we tradition. Know. Let's move past haters. Let's move past there's a lot of things we've got to move past to get to the real gospel of Jesus Christ. That's, right. That's what you're saying. That's What's right. causing us to put our head in the gate mm-hmm. and wring our necks mm-hmm. and kill our own selves. Kill ourselves. Kill ourselves mm-hmm. because the enemy's in our mind and he's scratching around and mm-hmm. making us feel like. Mm-hmm. So what are we not doing? That's right. After church. Mm-hmm. Because think about this particular fly, right? It lays its eggs in the skull, in the nostrils of the sheep. Ooh. And so now you're not just trying to deal with the irritation of one fly. Now you got You got the babies hatching. You got them hatching. You don't even know how to handle the one, let alone the legion that's about to come. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know. You not even handle this situation properly. Right. Let alone God please bless me with this and that and all this stuff. I need you to handle this. I need you to come to me. Yeah. I am going to keep you and cover you. I'm going to direct you on the right path. Yeah. So my prayer is, my my prayer now is, in spite of things, because honestly, God has given me the best of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I can never repay him for what he's done for me so far. However, I always say, give me, I'm like Solomon, wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. Teach me. 
yep. how to handle, how to go in and out, how to do my day-to-day life mm-hmm. so that while I'm living, I can yet be an example. Yep. Not be deep, right. not be over-spiritual, right. but just be a light that shines in darkness where people can say there's something different about you. Yep. People should see difference in me even if I don't mention Jesus. Ever. If I never say anything about Jesus Christ, people should say there's something different about you. And let me tell you, because uh, this just happened. So I have a, a, a mentoring group for girls, ages um, 9 through 12. Um, and in this mentoring group, we sit down and we have those discussions about just life, you know, kind of where they are and things like that. And so last week, I brought in a guest speaker, Mom Dorsey. And you know Mom Dorsey. <laughs> she get you together, okay? Together. Right? But this was Jesus. a difference. She's going to kill us. I already know. But this was a different setting because now you are in a setting of an elementary school. Yeah. You're coming in not as the evangelist, mm-hmm. but you're coming in as just the RN trying to encourage people. Don't be bound by your circumstance, but mm-hmm. you can be better and pursue, you know, something greater. But in the discussion of, uh, of, of what she was talking about to the girls, they were able to ask questions to her because she, she just so very calmly and so very peacefully shared her testimony, her story of where she came from. The fact of the matter was that these girls could relate because that's where some of them are now. Right. And what happened was uh, she started to talk about um, feeling rejected in some areas. And I look across the room and one of the girls is looking at me and I'm kind of looking. She's just tears coming down but she's trying to fight them. And so I see other ones getting kind of emotional. And um, so she, you know, she finished her thought. And I said, does anybody want to share anything? Does anybody relate to this? Is there something you want to share? The girl just said, I, I can't handle this. I got to go. She, she ran out the door. So another girl went after her to go talk to her, one of the um, adults. And so one of the other girls in there, she just literally had just, just, kind of a release. She was able to release some things. And so Mom Dorsey was being Mom Dorsey, you know. She went and just covered her and, you know, gave her a hug and different things and just listened to her. All she, she just wanted to talk. She mm-hmm. just needed to talk in that moment. She just listened. Anyhow, we wrapped it up. Mom Dorsey had to get back to work, so I'm walking her out and we got stopped by the other adult who had went out to deal with the girl. And she said, I, I had to get to you before you left. She said, I, I don't know what it is about you, but I've been working with this girl for the last three years. I started working with her when she was in the third grade. Now she's in the sixth grade. She said she's got some real issues from home life, some, some real issues. And I've been trying to help her get a breakthrough and overcome these things for three years. She's like, she walked outside because it was so overwhelming and overbearing on her. But she got her breakthrough. <laughs> and she said, I just want to say thank you. After three years of I'm working with her, it takes one person to come in and and be that light. That transparent light. That light. And <laughs> just, just as natural. And even I'm sitting there during the session because I'm like, I've never seen you this way. Right? Because you're all nice and soft. You know, with us, she gets us together. Okay? Whip us in the shape. Uh, tackle you. Okay. <laughs> will get that devil out okay but you know exactly what you're saying 
we weren't preaching. We mm-hmm. weren't we weren't talking about God. It was not Bible study. It was nothing. But this girl got a breakthrough. That's, yeah. In school. Not even a church setting, not even a church school, nothing to do with, not with God Jesus per se, at all. Right? But when you carry that light, yes. the Spirit of Christ is on the inside of you. That's what's supposed to happen. Right. Others are supposed to be like, something happened to me when I met you. Something happened. This girl, after I walked her out, I came back in. This girl was like a whole new person. She's like, hey, Miss D, like all happy and excited and She's like, do you think I could sit with her and talk to her one-on-one? I just want to thank her. Because I didn't know. I thought I was in this by myself. She said, but she encouraged me. She inspired me. Something about her. I just got a breakthrough, and I don't know how, and I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell her because, you know, the setting we're yeah. in. I can't, you know. Yeah. And I told her, I said, well, I know what it is. And you're going to be all right, you know. And so that's, that's what we all need. Not just young girls, but... Older adults, yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. We we all need that. We need to be able to come. I should be able to come in your presence and be like, man, I feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not I feel weight down, yeah. you know, and not get the weight. Yes, not feel the. Although we have burdens, and we have days where we have burdens, but those are the days where we're supposed to spend t- quality time with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's in those moments. I was talking to a friend of mine um, earlier this week. And one of my best friends, we were talking, and, and he was telling me um, that he was going through some things and um, how he had had his leadership pray for him, and mm-hmm. he had got to church, some of the elders prayed for him, this and that. And he was saying, we're what? We're almost 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I'm scared that if I pray, I'm going to lose things. Wow. A person who's been in church all their life. Yeah. And he says, I'm scared that if I pray, I'm going to lose. I don't want to lose things. Mm. Not necessarily things like, but you know, what happens? Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, prayer has to become this conversation with you and God that you just talk to him. That's right. Be normal. Like, I I know that we have made God to be this magician, Mm -hmm. this mystery. He's mystical. You know, we, we've made him out to be all these things. And, and so now, now we treat him like he's a fairy godmother. You know, yeah. so we got to talk to him in a certain way. Yep. God don't care about all of that. Don't. don't care about what you have on. Mm-mm. He's concerned about the state of your heart and your That's soul. Right. That's right. And so we've got to get to the place where we commune with God mm-hmm. out of ourself. Mm-hmm. Lord, this is how I'm feeling. And I want you to know mm-hmm. that if you don't take control of this, right. it's going to become uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. I can't do this by myself, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I can't. I need help. I need you. I need you to teach me, guide me. And guess what? In some ways, your life will turn upside down. That's right. But it needs to. Because mm-hmm. the only way that some things is going to come out, I don't care how much you fast. If you don't talk to God, you just dieting. Period. If you do not talk to God, you're just on a diet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we've learned all these things, but how do you live every day? And that's right. what I'm afraid. Like our millennials, this young adult generation, we are losing the importance because we're we're so religious. Yes. We're chasing titles, p- 
positions mm -hmm. and we're trying to be people that we're not. Yes. That if we just be ourselves. Church at at its best, like our memberships and all of this are at an all time low. You have less people going to church now than ever in history. Ever before. Why? Because generations have gotten younger. Yep. Grandmothers are younger. Mm -hmm. Our grand, our great grandmothers are now the age of our our grandmothers. Yes, our grandmothers are our age. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mamas are in their teens and early. So generations are now younger. So now we've lost the respect factor. Yeah. So now the respect that we have for God, we don't even have. Let alone the man of God. Let alone church. Mm -hmm. There was a day when you drove past the church and turned music down. Mm -hmm. Now we turn it all the way up and can't nobody tell us nothing. nothing. So it's now we have to teach a generation how to get back to God. That's right. And even nowadays, there's shootings in the church. Unheard of. I mean, just these we're are burning those, churches down, burning them. Cathedrals, like historical. But these, I mean, it, there's. There's no respect. The no. respect is not there like it used to be. No. At all. There was a fear and a reverence of God that, you know what? I'm so scared of God that I'm not going to do this, this, or this. I'm not going to fake like I'm saying. Listen, I used to tell all my friends, they, I'd be at the club and everything and doing all kinds of stuff. I said, look, just because they always say, oh, well, you don't want to go to church, so you good. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Don't put me in that category. I'm just like y'all. I'm going to be in the same place where y'all going to be, okay? Yeah. Because I'm not saving. I'm not, I'm not even interested in that. I just go to church. That's it. Because I ain't got no other choice. I live in my parents' house. Like, yeah. That was the rule. It was just a habit for me. I, what else am I going to do on Sunday? That's That was my thought process. What else am I going to do? It's not that I had a relationship with Christ. But I knew one thing was to respect and reverence and fear God. You don't play games with God. No. That's what I always was taught. Right. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. You don't play games with God. So either you in or you out. But it's there's no in between. Stuff. No, no, no. And if you in, you have to have a covering. Yeah. So nowadays you have a lot of people who are just out there wilding. Mm -hmm. And talking about I'm, I'm preacher this, I'm prophet this, I'm pastor this. And making a name for themselves mm -hmm. on social media with or no wherever. <laughs> don't have a cover in nowhere. I, some things to me are just wild. Yeah. And so now we have this wayward spirit that has mm -hmm. it is entered the church. And it's like people get up and we call moves God. Yep. And it's flesh. And it's flesh. It ain't God. No. God ain't nowhere in it. No. And we don't know how... We're, we become so accustomed to it not being God that we won't even tell a person you ain't in God. Yeah. That is your flesh, baby. Sit yeah. Because there was a day when 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 the pastor would get up and say, No, no, put the mic down. <laughs> they would literally pull your coattail. Yes, they would. Publicly. They would, they would literally publicly, and now we consider that embarrassment. Yes. We consider that yes. we call that we call that church hurt. Yeah. Well, if that's church hurt, then I don't know what happened to me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm church distraught. Distraught. Okay. I'm church. I need that damaged. recovery camp. Okay. <laughs> I need the recovery camp. I need church the recovery camp because we 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 were raised differently, mm -hmm. and so that's why I tell people now we talk about the traditional church. Yeah, we really do. We we shoot the traditional church down. Mm -hmm. I am traditional 
church of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's how I was raised. The old school way, you didn't come to church any kind of way. You respected God. You respected the man of God. And, and, and you were a certain way. Mm -hmm. Now we're like, oh, all those rules were too much. Y'all just yeah. come do whatever you want to do. Uh, and we're not literally saying come do whatever you want to do, but we are. But that's what happens. We, we don't do that over here. And I think it's because now we're trying to fill a house up with people. We're trying to get a membership. And so we, we let things go. Mm -hmm. And so with no rules, everybody run wild. That's right. That's right. You have to have a structure in place. And as, as much as some of the traditions um, were just that tradition, yeah. um, some of them did help to put a structure in place and an order in place for people to follow so that it wasn't just saints gone wild everywhere, right. you know, in everybody's churches. Right. There was a level of respect. There was a level of um, adherence to the structure from everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, there was an accountability that was expected from everybody, from everybody. Yeah. And it was expected. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you did. And out of respect, out of respect for the leader or out of respect for the rules of the church. Listen, you go to work and follow the rules, but you come to church. And if somebody tells you you got to do something a certain way, it's, it's like you got to just pass out or something but, you just don't want to do it yeah i used to laugh because um people used to say oh we don't do that over here you know mm -hmm. we you know we don't i'm like at my job we got a dress code yep at court you got a dress code you sure do. and if you don't abide by the dress code you get contempt of court mm -hmm. if you go to jail for 30 days or however many days the, the judge mm -hmm. put you in jail mm -hmm. for and at work, if you don't govern by certain things, you get fired. If yep. you can't follow those rules, I don't understand why church has to be. Not that I'm saying that we need to dress up. That's yep. not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we have missed. We're so busy trying to do so many other things right. to get people in mm -hmm. that my Bible told me if I be lifted up, mm -hmm. I'll draw. Mm -hmm. If we lift Jesus up, if we, lift Jesus. if we show a difference, mm -hmm. if we be the light, like mm -hmm. you said, if we be that light that just shines mm -hmm. without ever mentioning Jesus, yep. if people see the mom Dorsey light that she did in the room of girls who may have never encountered Jesus, and some of them yeah. may have, mm -hmm. yeah. but not to the magnitude mm -hmm. that she gave them. Mm -hmm. And so with that, without ever mentioning his name, they knew that there was something different about they her. Knew there was something different. That's the mm -hmm. very life that we, the beacon that we mm -hmm. have to be. Mm -hmm. That when people see us, there's something different. Yeah. What is it? Mm -hmm. You got peace, and we got hell all around us, mm -hmm. and you're so calm. Like, what? What's going yeah. on? How is that even? How possible? How is that possible mm -hmm. that we're in this chaotic situation, and you're just so? And you're just good. You're good. Like you're not I even want. By yeah. It. I want that, mm -hmm. but but because when the world gets frantic, we become frantic. Yep. Mm -hmm. When when the world gets in chaos, we become chaotic. Mm -hmm. When when our jobs get chaotic, when mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. happen, everybody becomes frantic in our families, in mm -hmm. our homes. Things start happening, and we become frantic. When will we really trust the God that we say we do? That's the truth, and I think some of that, you know, after I got the revelations and things out of. That story about the sheep. And that story was not in the Bible. I mean, it wasn't like in a no. Christian magazine yeah. or something. Like, like, this was just like a regular old, 
you know, I I just be studying stuff. And so, um, that's powerful. But what uh, what I did realize is that uh, we we have to get back to shepherding, mm. right? Because oh, a lot of times um, nowadays, some people have been turned off, mm-hmm. are not interested, are hurt, are distraught, have had some negative experiences because. Uh, of the way they have been shepherd, the way they have been handled, sometimes it is the shepherd that has infiltrated the flies <laughs> and causing the sheep to scatter and causing the sheep to go and kill themselves and causing the irritation and causing this and that. Sometimes it's the shepherd, right? But if we get back to being like like the old school, like how I came up and stuff, you know, Dad Copeland... Um, he, he was a true shepherd. He really was. Mm-hmm. He really was. I mean, he was a very well-respected man. Um, he was the oldest, I think, living pastor even in town. You know, I mean, he was 104 when he died. But when he died, I mean, before he died, he had impacted so many lives. A lot of churches were birthed out of his ministry and out of his leadership and covering. But in him shepherding those who were under him, he literally shepherded them, like literally, like to the T. Like you said, going back to, you know, if if the pastor tell you to raise the offering and you you sing a song, oh, oh, you was listen. But that's you, not what I told you to do. But you know that that's how, yeah. You know, if <laughs> if we gave you this to do and you went ahead and just did what you wanted, it, like th- there was a there was a structure and there was an order that had to be adhered to, otherwise. I mean, you, you, there's consequences to every decision, right? And so I, I believe that some of this kind of wildness and some of this irritation, some of this thing, we just have to get back to just shepherding, truly shepherding, shepherding freely. That yeah. means the shepherd has to be healed, free, and delivered in their own heart yeah, and in their own mind in order to proper, properly cover the flock, in order to properly... Uh, maintain the flock and sustain the flock. Yeah. Right? Because the sheep, there's things that the shepherd is going to know that the sheep's not going to know. Right. You know, the shepherd knows, right, in this story, the shepherd knows that this oil is what's going to protect my flock. Mm-hmm. It's this oil, right? It's this oil that's been prepared. And so I have to rub it on you in a specific area, in a specific way. That's going to cause the protection and all this. The shepherd knows it. The sheep don't know. Mm-hmm. All they know is, I can't get rid of this. Right. I'm so irritated. I'm so stressed out. The only thing that this is going to drive me to is to lose my mind. Right. That's it. But remember, think back. Our leaders were 50, yeah. 60 years older than us. Mm-hmm. So they were like our grandparents. It's true. Although they were our spiritual fathers Mm -hmm. they were our grandparents Mm -hmm. age Mm -hmm. so there was a different level of respect that we gave to them Um, Pastor Mosley was phenomenal although Mother Mosley was younger than him Mm -hmm. but she had that motherly nature so she she was more of the you Mm -hmm. know coddle Mm -hmm. you and but you didn't cross her. Yeah. You knew not to. Mm-hmm. But she was going to be the one to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to 
to help aid you after you had been whooped by him. Mm-hmm. But pastor was going to sing you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, remember a time, I remember one time he told us that we couldn't go visit. If we were going to go visit, we had to... Um, we had to ask permission or something. Um, I, I can't remember. But we were in the middle of something. So, you know, and that's just how we were taught. Mm-hmm. You don't go visit without your leader knowing. Your leader needs to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So I went somewhere to this church and visited. Pastor didn't meet me at the church. He met me at my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I got home, he was sitting on the... <laughs> He was sitting on my couch in my house (laughs) and he said, where are you coming from? And I said, oh, you know, I stopped by so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And And he said, "Um, what did I ask you? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you asked us not to. Okay, you're silenced. And I got an answer. I don't understand why we can't go visit. And I just, I don't, like all my other, and he said, because I asked you I didn't say that you couldn't. Mm-hmm. What I told you to do was mm-hmm. ask me, could you before you go? Just ask permission. Yep. But because you wanted to do your own thing, mm-hmm. this is why church today couldn't take that type of oh, teaching. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. We would pack up and leave a church, church if a leader told us, empty. you um, you need to ask permission to mm-hmm. do so-and-so. You need, but mm-hmm. that was how mm-hmm. we were trained. Yes. And that was the tutelage we came up under because our leaders were really watching for our souls. It's true. It's true. Literally, because there are so many people who are wolves in sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. And our leader didn't want us to just sit up under any type of teaching. And although now we call that cultic. Oh, that's cultic teaching. That's the, Why would a leader not want you to da-da-da-da-da? But when you understand... That your shepherd watches for your soul, mm-hmm. then you understand the significance and the importance mm-hmm. of you not going to sit at every table and eat. Now right. I don't go to every table and eat. Mm-hmm. There are some places I just will not go, and That's it's right. no point intended. Nothing against anybody. It's just I've got to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm careful about. But I do that now because. The fact of my experience a few years ago, mm-hmm. having a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. experiencing that, experiencing anxiety. Now I'm careful about everything I take in, everything that I put out. Yeah. Because I understand the level of what could happen if my anxiety raises and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So now I'm more careful about my interactions mm-hmm. because of what has naturally happened to me. Mm-hmm. That I don't want that upstir to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And shepherds shepherd the entire flock the entire flock they don't not take specific a, people <laughs> they don't take a, a piece of it no and they don't take these five sheep out of the thousand we don't take our favorite you know we don't take the tie pairs no we don't take the no. this we, we take everybody everybody and we treat everybody the same everybody gets covered everybody mm-hmm. no matter who you mm-hmm. are so mm-hmm. yep when we learn that you know um and, when, and I think there's a place that the church really has to go back to. Yeah. We've got to really get back to a certain place um, in God where we really understand what a real move is. That's right. Not just this made-up move. Mm-hmm. We call every mm-hmm. dance God move. Mm-hmm. We call every this a God move. Mm-hmm. We call every that, oh, that's God. No, everything is not God. Not everything. Every time somebody get up, that ain't God. 
But there's a time when the Lord will speak to the body and you know, oh, that's God. And the Lord will bring correction and the Lord will bring warning. The Lord will will. rebuke you. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that your church hurt. But there are some times where the Lord sees something and he needs to warn you before it happens. Mm -hmm. And had I listened to the Lord four years ago, almost five years ago, when he was trying to condition me to pray and to fast and to seek him prior to my breakdown, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had it. Mm -hmm. But because I was in my own way doing my own thing, I got caught off. I didn't do what the Lord instructed. And so it led to that. Honestly. Mm -hmm. And I made it out by the hairs on my chin. Mm -hmm. I was that far from a psychiatric ward. Yeah. But now when the Lord says, <laughs> I bet you don't even think twice. No. <laughs> Not anymore. And guess what? Honestly, I don't put myself in, in situations and predicaments. That's right. Now if the Lord tell me to walk away from something, I'm walking away. You have to. You got to be willing to. Because even when the Lord does bring correction or bring uh, a warning or whatever it is, it is because he loves us. Yeah. It really is. And not you know? just your flesh. He loves right. your soul. He ain't right. concerned about your flesh. Take your feelings, put them in a the garbage can, yep. and throw them away. And throw them away. Because it ain't about your feelings at the yep. moment. It's about your soul. Yep. Yep. He's concerned it's about true. it. Your soul is the most important mm-hmm. thing that's connected to you because mm-hmm. your body goes back to the earth. Yep. From whence it came. Mm-hmm. Your soul is what he's concerned about. Yes. Yeah. And God knows that every single sheep has a purpose. (laughs) And that's why he does not exclude anybody. No. Listen, I don't care who you are. If you the pastor, if you the superintendent, if you the bishop, if you the archbishop, (laughs) whoever you are, right? Correction can still come to you. Listen. None of us. Okay? None of us are exempt. I was just... None of us are exempt. Because God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us sheep because he loves us. But we get to the point where we get to this place where we think that I am um, up to a level where I don't receive correction. Yeah, no. That don't, that's, that's just fine. What? That is a fallacy. What? what? I didn't know that in God there was a place where you could go where you don't get corrected. Yeah, I know either. But if there is, I need to get there. Because <laughs> I ain't reached there yet. Because you have made it. If you, if that's a real place. If that's a real place, you have you arrived. You have arrived. And you must have angel wings. Hmm. So. Yeah. You must know something that we don't know. Yeah, I know you know something I don't know because I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. But yeah, 